Hi, and welcome to Com Church Talks. This is our sermon of the day. We pray it will be a real blessing to you. I know you'll be encouraged, challenged, and uplifted by the talk you're about to hear. So what we're looking at this week is, um, uh, I sort of got caught by this phrase that I'm hearing and seeing a lot called, not in my name. Um, you look on maybe like, say, Facebook uh, or wherever, and people are going, uh, oh, you know, something, some tra- tragedy happens. There's a, you know, a poor girl was murdered in our country a couple of weeks ago, shot dead, journalist, you know, young woman of 28. And then people are putting all this, you know, not in my name, you know, this, I don't support this, not in my name, not in, not in my community's name, and all of that. And, you know, whenever Trump was um, brought in as president, people were going, not my president, you know. And the world, because of social media, we're seeing so much more of this. Everybody's making these statements, not in my name, I don't support this, you know. And I'm sure the terrorists are all quaking in their boots because some, they're getting a lot of dislikes, you know, on Facebook. I don't think so. I just can't imagine them sitting in the middle of the desert somewhere going, you know, we really need to stop blowing people up because Facebook's not happy, you know. It, it's a load of not. All the world can do is make statements. People are making statements and they think that, you know, some tragedy happens and we all change our status and we put the color of a flag on there of a, of a certain country. This stuff is nonsense, people. No offense, like, this is nonsense. This is media rubbish. It doesn't change a thing. The only thing that changes anything is the power of God. You know, we, we sang we want to move a God, you know. Um, so I just picked up on this phrase, not in my name. And I also believe that God has a few not in my names to, um, to maybe make statements about. God's word is eternal, isn't it? Yeah. So this, this popular saying, not in my name. So I'm looking at a few things that are not in his name, and then I'm looking at something that is in his name. You know, and we know that all good things are in his name. But uh, I just, I really just feel um, that the church uh, in general, we have, not, we have not to be caught up in the culture of the world that we live in because we're not actually of this world, the Bible says. And we can get so caught up in the, the, the minority groups and the pressure groups and the groups, freedom for this and freedom for that. And, and we, get, we get ourselves caught into this stuff and, and, and sucked into it. And frankly, a lot of it is not the kingdom of God. You see what I mean? And I know people have good well-meaning and all of that. And we all have our, our issues and we have things that we are concerned about. But if you go by what the scripture tells us, you know, there's a conclu- conclusion coming to all of this. There's, a, there's a, an answer. God is, is, God is in charge of the earth. You know, and, and the, the, the stuff that's happening, you know, it's, he's not suddenly surprised by it. So we need to not, um, I'll use the word imbibe the spirit of the world with all of this stuff because it's, it, it's, it's um, controlling a lot of people's lives, amen? But we're the church. One thing that's not in God's name is religion. You might think, well, it's God, isn't it? Religion is not in God's name. Religion has rules. I like what Andrew said, I think it was last week, there are no rules in God's kingdom. God doesn't run us by rules. He doesn't run our lives by rules. We choose our behavior according to his word. We have our hearts changed because we're born again. Therefore, you know, if we're not living by God's 
principles by, by what God would want, you've got to really question your salvation, to be honest. Are you saved at all, you know? Um, but God doesn't do religion. God does relationship. You know, I don't need to be told by a religious person about that. I'm a poor, worthless sinner. You know, I'm a worm crawling along the ground and should be condemned and destroyed. And, and I, I've, I've grown up with people like that all my life, you know? Um, my country very religious, very rule-driven. I mean, that has changed in many areas, but back in our day, and some of you have seen this as well, some of you probably grew up in churches that, that are completely rule-driven. You're, you're instantly going to hell or you break one rule, according to some people. And it turns out those people were idiots. <laughs> yeah? I don't need to be told how worthless I am. Whenever the highest price ever paid for anything in the universe was paid for me and for you, doesn't matter whatever's been bought, yeah? You know, some people have actually bought themselves islands. You buy yourself an island, you know? Um, that's a lot of money. But the price that was paid for our souls is the highest price ever paid. How can that make us worthless? We are the most valuable creatures in the universe because the highest price has been paid for our soul. Jesus said, you know, the word says that for the joy set before him, he endured the cross scorning its shame, and they became obedient to death and all that. And he'd done it, what, for the joy of knowing us? Now, that is value, doesn't it? I mean, everybody wants to be wanted. It's good to be wanted, isn't it? I don't mean by the police. I mean wanted. <laughs> there's, there's wanted and there's wanted. You know what I mean? Um, but it's, everybody has that desire. People sometimes will do some crazy things to fit in. You know, we're all trying to fit in. And the Lord wants us to stand out. You see what I mean? We, we don't, you know, fitting in isn't, doesn't work. Um, but, you know, quite often our, our humanity, we, we want to be one of the lads or one of the girls. We want to be in the crowd. We want to be with the cool kids and all of that stuff. That's all just a myth. That's a fantasy created by, um, mostly by advertisers, you know. Do you remember that thing, are you ashamed of your phone? Frankly, I'm not. <laughs> I'd be in a bad way if I was ashamed of my phone, wouldn't I? I mean, that advert plays on fear. You need this phone because that phone, ooh, hide that shameful phone. It taps into fear, the fear of man. Well, the scripture says the fear of man brings a snare. It's a trap. And, and the church is not to be in that trap. We're not called to fit in. We're called to stand out. Amen? Yeah. I am different. I am definitely different. I'm different from the people I you know, walk around with every day, the people I work with and people I meet, people outside of Christ, we are different. And, and we, we're not to be ashamed of that difference, but we should celebrate it, yeah? You know, I don't need to be like them to win them. So, you know, somebody, you know, isn't it nice to be wanted? Somebody wanted to be your friend, somebody wants to be your spouse, you know, somebody wants to, to work, be your colleague. You know, when, when people want to go out for dinner, they invite you because they want you to be there. It's nice to be, well, how much did God want us? So God doesn't do religion, he does relationship. You know, in, in John 1, it says, yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. We have been given a legal right to be the children of God. Amen? We've been adopted into a family. I tell you what, you want to see the inheritance that we have. And the scripture tells us that our inheritance is kept in heaven for us. It can never perish. It can never spoil or fade. We also have an inheritance here. And our salvation is sealed. 
with the promise of the Holy Spirit. Do you have the Holy Spirit? Well, then your salvation is guaranteed. It's sealed. It's like it's in the, the best bank vault in the world. Amen? So we don't need to worry about that stuff. And again, religious people, they'll have you condemned for putting one foot wrong. God is a God of grace, yeah? And, and therefore, we must be graceful to others as well. So not in his name. You know, self-esteem is a big problem in the world today. Funnily enough, we've never had so much communication, and yet we've never had so much trouble, especially amongst the youth of, of our land. You know, they're all running around stabbing each other. Um, and, you know, all this, this crazy... What is that all about? You know, that is the influence of Satan on our society. They're all looking for acceptance. They're all in gangs, and, you know, you join a gang. We used to, we used to be, you know, a biker gang and all of this, because you're looking for those... You're looking for that fellowship of some sort. And these kids are going around like stabbing each other and, you know, and it's, it's the work of the devil. It's the work of Satan. And then the other thing is popular. I mean, suicide has become a thing. It's almost a fad, sadly. And that, what is that? That's a lion, demonic spirit. That is the work of Satan to convince a completely healthy, ordinary person, especially a young person, to end their own life for absolutely no reason. And there are other people in parts of the world who would give anything to have the life they have. It's, the Bible talks about lying spirits. It talks about the demonic. It's the lies of Satan. And we as the church, we talk about Jesus. Now, we have the authority to overcome this in our kids for a start, and our grandkids, and our family, and the people we're connected to. We have the authority and the power to overcome these spirits because everything has been defeated in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We've got to stop believing the lies of the enemy. I want to tell you, I've got some good news for you and all, from all of us, right? Every voice you hear in your head is not you. There are three voices. There's ourselves, there's the Holy Spirit, and there's Satan. And all that negative stuff is the devil talking to you. It's not you. You're not going crazy. This is the lies of the enemy. So you can overcome that and defeat that. Amen? And if you know anybody who's in that situation, you pray the name of Jesus into their life and come against these things. Yeah? Because Satan, I mean, how, how, how is it we're struggling and having problems with an already defeated enemy? He's already been defeated. You know, it's now we've got to take the authority. That we, we, if we sang it, let's do it. We were singing it 10 minutes ago. Let's now do it, yeah? Getting excited now. Calm down, son, calm down, son. You know? So, you know, you talked about gangs. We're in a gang, though. We're in the biggest gang in the world. It's called the Kingdom of God. Yeah? We're in the Kingdom of God gang. And it's a big gang. There's, about, there's a couple of billion. We're in a, a gang that's got about two billion. And Jesus is the head gang leader. Yeah, and we don't use knives, we use a sword. Yeah. Ephesians 7, verse 7, Ephesians 6, verse 17, talks about the armor of God. It says, to take up the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Yeah, so we have a sword, so you can keep your knife. I'll take you out with my sword. So, you know, there's no religion in God. And, and then, so we have to learn to value ourselves in, and think about the price that was paid for us. And therefore, our self-esteem is, is, goes through the roof. And this is not prideful arrogance. This is that 
whatever I was before, I was, God wanted me enough to, to send Jesus to get me. And, and it's the same for all of us. So whatever we've done in the past is gone. God has actually chosen to forget it as well, which is fantastic. You know, you know we can remember those things, but, you know, God isn't, God, God has chosen not to remember, you know. So, so God doesn't do religion. He doesn't do racism either. Not in my name, God says, no racism. And, uh, and again, we have all this uh, media stuff. There's never been so much stuff talked about racism, and yet we can't seem to fix it. Because do you know why? Because the world is, is, is trying to legislate. Legislate. But you can't legislate a person's heart. It's only that Jesus changes the heart. Remember Helena talking the other week, telling us about they were all out for dinner and there was everybody, different people from the church. There was all sorts of people from every race and whatnot. And, and a woman said, who are you people? Because there was all these different people. It doesn't, you don't normally see this, do you? And there were all kinds of colors and types of people. And uh, this woman just asked, who are you people? And how come you're all so different? And you're all agreeing, you know? Yeah. I mean, you, just tell you what, don't ever talk. I love it when people ever try to accuse me of racism. You know nothing about racism. I'm from Northern Ireland. We're super racist. Northern Ireland. Every town, all of our towns are divided in two. There's a line, and the Catholics live over there, and the Protestants live over there. I can't live, uh, back in the day, I couldn't live next door to a Catholic. If I went into their area to live, they'd burn the house down and throw me out. This literally happened. That's extreme racism. And we're all white. You know what I mean? Like, so, so it's um, God, that, but that's not God. God doesn't do it. God says, not in my name. You know, God did not send, yeah. God did not send the people to do the crusades. With, no matter how big the cross they had on their front was, that is not God. Amen. You know, you talk to the, the Jews from the war, they'd say that Germany was a Christian nation. There's nothing Christian about what Hitler done, you know. And it's just a, it's a whole confusion thing. So God doesn't do that. He doesn't do racism. You know, Revelation 7 verse 9 says, after this I looked, this is John speaking, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people, and language. Standing where? Standing before the Lamb. Standing before Jesus. There's going to be all sorts and everybody. It's fantastic. I think we probably could do with a few more Irish people though. But it's just a personal opinion, all right? Uh, maybe some more um, Asians, because I love a curry. Come on, lax, do something. <laughs> now you see, in, in, the, in, in modern society, there would be groups that would say that I just made a racist comment. I didn't, I made a joke in my family. But see, these rule makers, these people who are trying to legislate our thought life. You see, the, we, we now live in a society where we, you can be prosecuted for what you say. When I was young, we called that communism. The poor, the poor old people who were under communism lived under that. One wrong word and they were disappeared. We're coming back to that. It's a controlled spirit in the name of freedom. Legislating what you can say, what you can think, 
I heard, it, I heard the other day about a nine-year-old boy who made a little comment to his friend in school and was given a, a slip, and it was about racism. He's nine for crying out loud. This is the world we live in today. It's insane. So there you go. So God doesn't do racism, amen? I'm going to move on from that. God doesn't do poverty. Nobody, yeah? A couple of people are glad. Nothing spiritual about being poor. It's a pain in the butt. I've been there. <clears throat> when you can't pay your bills, you, you don't want to just sit and worship God and say, praise God, I'm not controlled by money. You are controlled by money. The scripture says that the servant, what is it? The borrower is servant to the lender. So you're a slave. So there's nothing good about not having enough money to pay your bills. God does not do poverty. This is one of those subjects that always ooh, annoys people. That's why I like doing it. Um, <clears throat> Luke, verse, Luke, Luke 5, verse 4, Jesus with Peter and the, the, the side, they're, all, they're out fishing. They weren't disciples then. Jesus says, put out, and this, this is Jesus' words, put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. He didn't say, give it a go and see what happens. You never know, you might be lucky. He said, let down your nets for a catch. And then what happened was, the nets were breaking. There was so many fish, the nets were breaking. And they had to get everybody else, help us, help us, there's fish everywhere. And all the other boats came. So there was, instantly there was a big financial blessing hit them. And they hadn't even done a thing yet for God. It's, it, that is God's heart towards us. He wants us to be in abundance. You know, he wants us to have enough for our bills, a bit extra, and enough to give away. He really does. He wants that for us. And religion will say, no, no, no. Uh, the love of, you know, money is the root of all kinds of evil. It's the love of money that is the root of all kinds of evil. Not money. That's a terrible translation, the, the King James People, you know, people for years have been misled by that. Oh, you shouldn't have money. Well, how are you going to pay your bill, you idiot? You know, how are you going to pay your mortgage? What are you, stupid? How are you going to pay your mortgage? How, are you going to, you know, how can you take somebody out for dinner and tell them about Jesus if you've got no money? Yeah, so God doesn't do poverty, not in his name. See, a lot of this stuff has been in his name, religion and racism and rules, poverty. and It's, oh, it's holy and it's, it, oh, oh, don't get, you know, we have cast aside all, all worldly possessions. And you go and live in a monastery and absolutely affect no one's life. And you think it's holy. Wise up. That's a Northern Irish phrase, wise up. Let me give you another one on the same subject. And this, I love this, Matthew 17, 27. Jesus tells, I'm not sure who, one of the disciples, he says, go out to the lake and cast a line and this is, this is mad when you think about it. Uh, the first fish you catch will have a four drachma coin in its mouth. Use that to pay my tax and your tax. Amen. <laughs> if you were trying to write a religion, you'd never think of that, would you? I mean, gee, how, did, how, how does Jesus do that? A fish would have a coin in its mouth. And it'd be the first fish you catch. I talk about faith statements. I think the church needs to, you need to make more faith statements. God will do this for me. God will bless us. God will, you know. So 
I've got a tax bill at home, actually, and uh, this is a great, I might go fishing. <laughs> but, you know, a coin in a fish's mouth to pay your tax and mine. Now, now the people who, who, who come up with, well, you need to earn your money, that's disgusting, you can't just have free money. Somebody better talk to God about that then. You know, well, God doesn't believe in that. Yes, he does. God lives in a place where they have streets of gold and they have walls that have got jewels embedded in the walls. The gates are giant pearls. So don't tell me God's into poverty. Sorry, you're, you're wrong. <laughs> I used the W word, wrong. That's another thing they say. You're not allowed to tell anybody they're wrong. You're wrong if you think that, okay? I'm saying it. Let me tell you a story, an up-to-date story of that. I know a Christian woman who wanted to get her account, you know, her, wanted to be in the black. She had some credit cards, the bills, da-da-da. It wasn't like really, really bad, but, you know, wanted to get into the black. And her prayer, it wasn't like 20 hours of prayer and fasting. She just went, Lord, I could do with 1,400 quid just to go in the black. It was hardly, it was kind of a half-baked prayer. Two days later, somebody gave her 1,400 quid. A non-Christian family member gave her two, uh, 1,400 quid. Is that, that's God, is that God or what? You know, you're all going, me next, Lord, me. I know you're, you're going, I need that, I need that. Hey, ask for it. What is, what is your need? Ask for you. You know, ask Jesus said that. He'll meet your needs, yeah? You know, that's miracle money. That, that's the, the, the fish with a coin in its mouth, money. And it wasn't even that proper prayer. It was, Lord, I could do with 1,400 quid. And do you know what happened then after? About a week later on, uh, somebody else gave her 200. So she's now in the black and plus. Somebody said, oh, we just thought you'd, that you could use this. I want to give you this 200. Put her way ahead, put her back in the black. That's God. Yeah? His eye's on the sparrow, isn't it? He cares about the sparrow. He cares about our needs. So it's not holy to be poor. If you think it is holy to be poor, my account number is... Yeah. I'll give you it later. You can, do, you can do cash or transfer. That's whatever way. However you want to do it. Gold is acceptable. And if you want to unburden yourself of worldly wealth, I'm over here. Don't give it to my wife. Because I'll never see any of it. Debenhams will see it and Primark and all that. So God doesn't do poverty, not in his name. He also doesn't do prejudice. Well, God's not prejudiced. You know, but and that, there's a little difference between racism and prejudice. Prejudice is, you know, I'll give you the meaning of prejudice from the dictionary. It says, an unfair and unreasonable opinion or feeling, especially when formed without enough thought or knowledge. So, you know, to be pre we can be prejudiced in our beliefs. Um, so prejudiced that we push aside even the Word of God because we think this. But the Word of God is the Word of God is the Word of God. It stands forever. Heaven and earth pass away, but my Word stands forever. Yeah? So if anything that we have a belief or an opinion about is contrary to what God says, who's wrong? Yeah? And if you've been a... You all know this. If you've been a Christian a few years, we've all changed our mind about lots of things, haven't we? Over a period of years. Used to think that, oh, I believe, oh, no, hang on a minute, I'm wrong about that. That's quite, 
and we've changed our mind because as we have more revelation. So because God is continually unfolding revelation to us, we are constantly learning. Yeah. So, you know, we don't want to be prejudiced in our beliefs. Um, we don't want to be prejudiced against any, any person. But what we want to do, <clears throat> see what happens is we have an opinion. I think this, therefore I'll go and find the scriptures to back it up. No, no, you go and look at the scriptures and then you form your opinion after reading this. And I mean the balance of the scriptures, not, not, um, not uh, there's a version of the Bible that you, you've never seen it, but you probably have one. It's called the suit yourself version. It's really small. It's about 20 pages. The suit yourself version of the Bible, it's removed all that stuff that you don't like. And it, oh, it's that, that, oh, that's, I agree. You read the balance of the scriptures. You read the scripture in context. Because any, any text where there's a context is a con. I love that. That's great. That's good, isn't it? That's a Rob. That's a Rob Painism. Which he heard somewhere else, yeah. You've got to read the balance of the scripture to form your opinions on, and your belief systems on, on any subject. Real, and then, then you're balanced. Because again, this uh, media crazed world outside is trying to make you think differently than what, how God wants you to think. They're trying to form your opinions for you. It's all about controlling. It's a controlled spirit. It's, control, it's wanting to control the church and to silence the church. They're, they're, they're trying to make what we say illegal. And in many places, it is illegal. And, and you can be punished for saying, say, for example, Jesus is the only way to God. Well, we didn't say that. Jesus said it. But you, you'll get in trouble for that. But, but Jesus did say, in this world, you'll have trouble and persecution. So that's part of the deal, isn't it? <clears throat> you know, so... Um, if we disagree as well, with, we don't want to be disagreeing with God's word because then you're opposing God. It's not a good idea because he's kind of like God and we're not. If I disagree with God's word, I make myself God. I, I'm now becoming the God of my own life. My opinion matters more than what his word says. That doesn't work. And then what happens then is the scripture says God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. So now God's opposing me if I'm disagreeing with his word. You see what I mean? And there are things that I don't mean, there are things that we have various opinions on that aren't always clear. I don't mean that. I mean definite stuff, you know, about repentance and, and sin and, you know, justification, righteousness, all that, all that really important stuff. But um, I don't want God opposing me because he's bigger than me and tougher. So, you know, uh, God doesn't do prejudice. Right. I'm trying to remember when it started. I never can. It's okay. Let me just check. Yeah. Because I know everything I've said, it sounds very definitive, very like black and white, but God is like that. God is definitive. And, you know, it's the whole thing about whatever God, somebody once said, whatever God speaks a lot about is important. And when he says a little about something, it's not so important. When he repeats himself, it's important. Like that scripture, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. It's in Proverbs and it's in James. So it's in the Old and the New Testament. So, you know, when God says something twice, and when you hear Jesus quote something from the Old Testament, he's repeating himself, so it's very important. 
So the word of God is all important, amen? So, you know, we live by the word. You know, we don't, and we don't want to go against God. Because Jesus said, whoever's not for us is against us. There's no neutral in the world. People go, oh yeah, that's nice for you. And I, I, you know, I think that's lovely and I support what you believe. It's not for me. They're against Jesus. You know, they wouldn't tell you that. But basically, they, if you don't want them, if you don't want Jesus, you're against them. God is very definitive. He's very like down the line, isn't he? You know, there's no, there's no way of making that nice. <laughs> so, you know, and Jesus is for you. He wants you. If you don't know Jesus, he's after you. You're in, a, you're in a place, you're being pursued. If you're here and you're hearing the gospel, you're being pursued by God and God wants you. But he's not going to chase you forever, so don't mess him about. Yeah? The Bible says you must be born again. So, well, you have the chance, do it. Amen? Yeah. So, let me just have a look at my notes. What else is not in Jesus' name? Powerlessness is not in God. God is not into powerlessness. God is not into weak, wimpy lives that are controlled and pushed around and swayed by every influence and every problem comes along. It, it floors us. That is not God. Not in his name. In his name, he gave us power. In the book of Acts 3, verse 6 and 7, we know the story. Peter and John went to the temple, yeah? And the, the beggar was there at the gate, and he looked at them for money, and they said, we don't have any money. They said, what, but I, what I have, what is it, what I have, what, what is it, what I have, I give you. So they had it. In the name of, get up and walk. And the guy got up and went with him to the temple, jumping and leaping and praising God. What I have, I give you. In the name of Jesus, rise and walk. They knew they had it, and they knew what name to use. So in God's name is power, not powerlessness. Not, oh, nothing we can do for him. Give him, give him a few shillings. I sold in it shillings, my goodness. That's how you know you're getting old. You're talking about shillings. Hmm. Shillings. Yeah, um, but in God's name is power. The name of Jesus is the name above what? All names. So it's the name, it's the name above everything. It's the name above me being controlled by my emotions. You upset me, I don't come to church. But now I'm being controlled by my emotions. You know, I'm not being controlled by anything because the name of Jesus is, is the most powerful name. Yeah? He's given me the power because he's given me the Holy Spirit, yeah? Anybody got the Holy Spirit? There you go. That's why, you know, because offenses, lots of offenses happen, but the Scripture says a wise man overlooks an offense. See, there's, there's your answer already, the Word of God, the wise man overlooks an offense. Do you want to be wise? Overlook an offense. I don't mean overlook a fence. You know, like a farmer in a field, or I'm overlooking a fence. No, overlook an offense. Somebody offends you, push it off. Shake off the snake as, as Paul did when he got spit by the snake. He shook it off and they all waited for him to die and he didn't because he didn't let the poison in. The poison didn't have any effect on him. You know, you're going to be offended. 
If you haven't been offended for a while, come to me. I'm happy to offend you. <laughs> I've gotten good at it over the years. I've had lots of practice. And I, I know how to do it. I can get you really angry. I'll just disagree with everything you say till you get red in the face. And then you'll have to go and like, do forgiveness and stuff. Do your head in. And I'll stand back and laugh at you. No, I'm only joking. But no, offenses are going to come, but it's like that snake that bit Paul. The poison doesn't have to affect you. You just overlook the offense, amen? That's really important, actually. God has given us, and we are his children. Hang on, sorry, I'm jumping ahead. Did you know that we are the most powerful people on earth because of the name of Jesus? I, I don't know about you. Quite often we feel powerless, don't we? But we actually are the most powerful people on earth. And once we learn and realize what we have, we will be able to use that more. And we, once we use the name of Jesus, because we all pray in Jesus' name, don't we? Do you know that every time you pray, something happens? Because for it not to happen, you know, something happens. We don't always see it. We don't always understand it. But when you pray in Jesus' name, something happens. Because heaven listens when we pray in Jesus' name. And some, quite often, we don't see an answer. and We, we can dismiss things and, or, or give up or whatever. But, you know, Jesus talked about persistence. But prayer really does change things. And we think, oh, well, the world is bad and there's terrible things. You know what? Without prayer, if you were to take away all the influence of prayer from the earth, this would be a very different earth. Very, very different. This would be a really terrible, terrible place to live. And everything, it would be literally everything goes. Well, we, we forget that prayer and the church for 2,000 years has influenced the earth. And we have in, we, we, right now, we influence this whole area spiritually speaking. When we worship, evil has to move away. When we pray, strongholds get broken. You know, it's true. It's just that quite often we don't believe it. And we think we're, we think we're living in the status quo, but actually we're influencing the time. Yeah? And you, you tell me what, you can prove it to yourself. Pick something or someone and hit it really hard in prayer. And you'll see change. I guarantee it. Yeah? Sometimes we're just lazy. I know I am. So, you know, we're the most powerful people. Acts 17, 20, it says, For in him, and this is my last point, hallelujah, in him, I can't even see the clock anymore, in him we live and move and have our being. Right? So I don't need to call him down or raise him up, or do a wee jig to make the Holy Spirit move. Because the Holy Spirit wants to move today. Do you know why I know that? Because I brought him with me. Or maybe he brought me. Mm. Ah. Did, did, did we bring him or did he bring us? Is there any difference? It's the, f the full Holy Spirit as well. Yeah, it's, 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 it's all Wesley's influence. Wesley's almost the Holy Spirit, you know. <laughs> We'd all do this in the name of Wesley. Try that, see how that works now. But the power of the Holy Spirit is here this morning because we brought him with us. It's automatic, to be honest. It's not, it's not difficult. We don't need to muster him up or, or do anything. We just 
believe. You know, Jesus said that the, the work of God, our work is to believe. Believe in the one he sent. That's what we need to do. Amen. So God has given us, we're his children. He's given us the right to use his name against all the works of Satan. Because all that negative stuff is the work of the enemy. All, all the sin, sickness, oppression, all the political nonsense, all the move, all the, the pressure against us. So the power of the Holy Spirit is here. But you know, God doesn't do, like I said, he doesn't do racism or prejudice or religion or poverty. Or, he doesn't do isms. He doesn't do phobias, by the way. He's not afraid of anybody. He's God. So he doesn't do phobias. He doesn't, he doesn't do, um, he's not a specialist for any people group. He's for all people. Yeah. But he's especially for his children. You know, God's inviting everybody into his family, into this gang called the kingdom of God. But if you don't want to get in the gang, that's fine. But don't expect the benefits of the gang. Don't expect the benefits of the kingdom that you're not in. That's, that's stupid. See, people, people reject God and go, they reject God and then they still want to go to heaven. <laughs> Hello? Get a ticket. You know, if, you're, if you want to go to a concert, you have to buy a ticket first, don't you? Well, your ticket's been paid. All you've got to do is believe in Jesus. So I'm going to let the Holy Spirit move this morning. It's like, let the Holy Spirit move. Who do, who do I think I am? He'll do what he wants. But let me ask you a question. <clears throat> and again, the whole point of everything I said was to, re to remind us that we're not of this world. Okay? But let me ask you a question. If Jesus was here this morning, let's say Jesus decided to come back in physical form just for a day, right? Let's say he, appeared, he walked down the aisle. Would, would anything really amazing happen? You don't know, do you? You're not really sure, are you? I mean, if, he, if, if Jesus said, came back as he was on earth, hmm? that would be amazing. And you'd be going, right, we see what he's going to do. He's going to touch people. He's, what do you see what Jesus can do? If he was standing here, you'd be like, watch, watch what he's going to do. Watch what he's going to do. Right, he's not here in physical form. Holy Spirit's here. What's the difference? There's no difference. There's no difference between him being physically in the room or the Holy Spirit, same thing. So he can do what he wants. So, if you want to open your heart to the Holy Spirit this morning to touch you, you can do that. You can do it at the front. You can do it in your seat. You can do it having coffee. I could say you can do it in the toilet, but that's it. You know. Wherever he is, the Holy Spirit's everywhere. It's the same as Jesus being in the room. And he wants to touch us and bless us and change us and help us and provide for us and anoint us with power. Amen? He wants to heat our bodies. All of that stuff, he just wants to do it. Let him. Just let him do it. Yeah? So I want to just encourage you to receive whatever you need this morning from the Lord. Um, and, and again, remember that all this other stuff the world's throwing at us, just, just blanket. Just ignore it all because it's you know, it's irrelevant. That's not our kingdom. That's why you don't need to worry about politics or Brexit. That's not even our kingdom. Ours, our kingdom is the kingdom of heaven where everything is sorted and everything has been provided and every, all the blessing of... And Jesus said, when you pray, Lord, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
So we pray that this morning. Lord, come and do your will on earth in every one of our lives this morning. Come, Holy Spirit, and touch every one of our lives this morning because it's your will to touch us and we open our hearts to receive from you. And you know, if you don't know Jesus, he, he's after you now. All you've got to do is say, Lord, please forgive me of my sins. Accept me as your child. Bring me into your kingdom. And he will do that. Thanks for listening to Com Church Talks. We'd love to hear from you. And you're welcome to any of our Sunday services or midweek comms. For more information or to get in touch, visit our website at www.comchurch.org.uk or find us on Facebook. God bless.